0: roadshow episode number 461 my name is john morgan and cold coffee is with me here on this beautiful january afternoon i am coming to you from miami florida where we just wrapped up the pfl Bell Tour press conference we'll talk about all that in just a moment meanwhile cold coffee is back home in las vegas at the casa the cold coffee where cold coffee let me just say thank you for fitting me in uh between this gym (laughs) installation upgrade you got like contractors coming by equipment being switched out
1: you know the rock was calling me he was trying to give me advice he's like bro this is the way i went he's like if i'm coming to (laughs) vegas i want to make sure you got the right specs for the gym and i was like all right thanks thanks Dwayne. i appreciate you bro uh yeah (laughs) Dude, it's become a bit of a a, a bit of a obsession, hey, but it's a good obsession. That's a good obsession, though. It hasn't got to the point where it's like you know, I, I haven't like stopped work. You know, like I can't go, I can't, I can't do my job because I'm in the gym getting swole. You know, it hasn't, <laughs> uh, you know, it hasn't affected my life. It's just been, it's been a constructive uh, use of downtime, if anything else, you know. Uh, it is funny. It is going to suck when I finally move from this place because I'm getting more and more shit. And it happens to be heavy shit, uh, but it'll be interesting. But yeah, so today's uh, addition that I haven't put together yet, uh, I'm going to call up Hot Tea because he lives five minutes down the street. And like, hey, come over and help me install the new squat rack that we just got today. Uh, you know, So,
0: Bro, it's funny because, you know, well, first of all, it is becoming an obsession for you. Because like a week ago, you're like, I'm thinking about getting this squat rack, but I don't know if I really want to commit the resources to it right now. You know, obviously it is an, an expenditure, and I'm working on some other things. And then, you know, I, I talked to you this week, and you're like, oh, hold on. Just so you know, man, the FedEx driver is going to be here at some point because I bought the squat rack. So. <laughs> It is becoming an obsession, there's no question about it. But, as you said, it's a it's a healthy obsession to have, right? I mean, if, if, if investing yeah. in yourself and investing in bettering yourself is what you're going to be addicted that's to, that's a good thing. But, I will say, I don't know, I, I guess when you said squat rack, I, I, I just, I don't know, I thought there was like... A home version of it that I haven't seen before or whatever, you know, because you're, you're talking about bringing, again, as you said, more gear into your garage, and you're already, like, pretty full yeah. in there. Uh, and then it's you showed
1: – I had to take <laughs> – I was going to say, yeah, you showed me the the, link of what you did. I had to take the exercise bike out to put it into the the living room.
0: (laughs) Yeah. The short answer is there is no home version of the professional squat rack. Like, you've got the thing that you see in the big gyms. I mean, a a huge frame around and all the pegs and little levers. And, man, it's a real deal. It's
1: it's gonna be. It's it's not as crazy as like as we're making it sound. I like it's like some of the ones at the gym are very 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 big, but this one, it's decent. It's decent because uh, part of it, like I wanted to be able to. Do, the big thing I wanted to do pull ups. Right. And so you know even at pull ups, you know if you try to get one that's too chintzy, you know I'm I'm upwards of like well, I'll just say it. I'm like two hundred and I think eighty between. 280, 285, right about now, probably. Maybe 288. I did have just had a bowl, maybe. Of bowl of rice he with said, some eggs. He said maybe. Maybe 288 maybe. right now. <laughs> and so, like, the pull-up bar has a weight limit of, like, 330. So, thankfully, I'm not there. But it's like, you can't just get anything and then throw your body and, you know, jump up and try to do pull-ups. Because, one, I'm getting older. And I was like, I don't want to fall on my ass when this metal contraption falls apart. So, I tried to get one that was at least somewhat decent. But... But the reason – you know, it's funny because when I thought about it, I was like, it can't be too big because, like, that's the same floor space that we, like, use to, like, hit mitts and, right. like, move around for that. So it's like I had to try to think about one that was going to take up too much of an imprint. But at some point, I'll just, like – It is what it is. I want to be able to do squats (laughs) at home without having to go to the gym where it's always so busy. Because I think I've told you that the gym I go to, while it's cheap, it's literally got to be the busiest location in in Las Vegas. And you can't ever get on the machines. And it's a little embarrassing because you see these little 130-pound ladies just fucking crushing weights. Where I'm like, someday I'll be up there. Someday. (laughs) Someday. Somebody, I'll be at that weight, <laughs> but not today. So, not today. If, am, uh, am I going to have yeah. to do
0: like uh, like daily wellness checks on you or whatever to make sure, like at least early on? <laughs> if you
1: don't, if you don't hear from me, make sure I'm not like flattened in the in the garage. I need <laughs> some <shit or> something. <laughs> But you know, honestly, like there's a lot. Like I've been trying to tell myself, like there's. I get like I don't know about a lot of our listeners or you. You're always on the move, so right. I. But I know you have a, a bit of this as well. Sometimes when you. You are home. You get that little restless feeling, and for me, for a lot of years, that meant me made me want to go to the bar, and made me want to go out and see people and drink and like yep. or gamble or do whatever. So now I'm trying to find those constructive things. Like, what can I do that's will keep me and not put me in trouble? So that's either now it's like uh, I've been trying to rejump back into playing music. So I, I've been learning the bass. So I make sure I go up every night and try to play some of the bass. But now it's like. Well, now you can go out into the garage and you can be less of a fat piece of shit. You know, you can try to work on this and work on that. Because honestly, too, doing what we do, traveling and let alone carrying gear, you see how much gear that we take. It's only getting harder as yeah. we get older. So, you know, it's about trying to take the steps. If we want to stay active in this line of profession, just not not taking our care of ourselves isn't going gonna, isn't gonna to make it happen. You know, like... Uh, i'm not going to be able to carry 50 pounds of gear on my back forever if i don't do the steps to kind of keep in check so um as much as i joke about yeah i want to get swole i just want to i want to maintain but I, i'd like to get more fit you know um i turned i turned the big 5-0 this year so uh i'm hoping that's a big um that might be the the reveal to see what this past year of like effort has and i'm hoping it's a decent one. And if not, it'll be decent for me. Cause I know I'm putting in the time and I know I'm putting the effort. Uh This is just the addition to this was just one of those things that, you know, we uh, was just making the decision to, to go in for yourself. You know, like you asked like guys, like it's funny. We were, we were chatting about how Dolce and his lack of seasonings earlier, but <laughs> one of the things he talks about is the food, you know, and buying a lot of the, or- the organic food, buying the, the higher quality, Uh, Stuff. It's an investment, but it's an investment in your health and it's investment that uh, pays dividends. So while it does suck to drop, you know, X amount of dollars on gear that sits in your garage, then it's only going to be on me to not use it. But hopefully it's to use it and feel better about myself, uh, feel better with the ability to to be able to keep doing this job, to keep traveling, to be healthy to um, you know, just be around longer, you know, as we get older, we're supposed to be getting wiser and one of those things is uh we got to take care of ourselves. So um, as much as I joke about, you know, it's never gonna be like the Rocks, gym, But uh, the cold coffee, strong as hell, gym. I haven't come up with a, qu- a quality name yet. <laughs> yeah, but, that's uh...
0: <laughs> we, you, you, you got to keep working on that one, man. That's just not quite there yet. It's...
1: <laughs> strong, strong coffee, gym. You got a you, you know you got uh... a lot of
0: elements that you're working with. I like where you're starting. <laughs> I see what you're trying to go with. But I don't think you've I don't think you've arrived at the final one. Just I don't think that one's going to
1: be. I have to put that to the PR team, where, where, yeah. wherever that PR team is around here. You know, have the send that went to him but yeah it's uh it's been a fun obsession you know but it's good it's 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 for the right reason so we'll see
0: it's good you know it's funny my my dad is in vegas right now i'm actually gonna go back tomorrow and and, uh see him my dad my stepmom there but i was talking to my dad earlier this week um, about kind of how my new my new role is is playing out, and you know, doing more commentary and doing more things, and this and that. And yeah, I mean, he straight up said, he, and it's so true, you know. I mean, he's like, bro, he's like, well, first things first, he's like, you can't go do any of that if you're not healthy. He was like, as soon as you're down. You can't go do any of that stuff. And, and he was like, man, you know, at my age, yep. I look back and I, and I wish – he's actually doing a really good job of taking care of himself right now, and he's like, I wish I would have done it when I was your age instead of waiting until now to be worrying about it. So, uh, you know, it's it's just uh, – it's true, man. As much as we, we all like to – There you, know, you go. It, we, we all like to go have a good frosty beverage and not worry about it, and, and we just like to have a good time. And uh, it, Man, it is true, and, and you hear it all the time. If you don't have your health, man – None of that other stuff you want to do, like it just doesn't matter. You can't do any of it, yeah. man. If you're down,
1: yeah, and that hits hard coming from you know from loved ones, from your parents, yep. you know, people, your the the elders that have been there and done that, you know. Because I mean, that's one of those things, you know. I guess we don't want to have our regrets, you know. And I mean, we'll still have our frosty beverages, you know. We'll still have it from the time to time, but it's from having it from time to time. And you know, it's funny. I would tell you, I'm a cheap date now, man. The other when I go out and have some drinks now, I get I get a little buzzy pretty quick. <laughs> <laughs> nowadays but i because i have a hard time like when i get when i switches and i'm like all right you know you uh, have a couple drinks and i'm like all right give me a give me a jmo and ginger i'm like ah oh, but yeah can you follow that with like a shot of tequila well you, you yes. still think you're right there yes. you, still, you still think you're right there and then you and then the next thing you know you're like I'm fucking tipsy. I'm like, I got to stop. I was like, I ain't got it like I used to anymore. And that's okay. You know, that's okay. That's all good. But uh, yeah, the, and hangovers hangovers hurt worse in 2024. Oh, I'll tell you what, dog. Do. The one that I've had so far uh, was not fun. It was not fun. I I remember through the half of it the next day I was like I feel like death. I was like this sucks. I was like why do people drink? <laughs> that's no fun.
0: And then that afternoon I was having a drink, and then... <laughs> and,
1: then, and then that afternoon I think I you know warmed it up a little bit. Oh,
0: that's funny.
1: Uh, yeah, it's funny. Okay. It's funny. But yeah, I mean that's it's good. To, it's good to know. And I mean if anything else we joke about it, but it's good that we do talk about it. I mean this is an all around men show. We talk about other shit, but it's it's good to remind ourselves and it's good to remind our listeners that as fun as it is and as fun as we like to talk about you know beer and drinking having a good time that's all good and all as well but we got to take care of ourselves because i want our listeners to be here forever to listen to this show i want us to be here forever to listen to be able to put on this show and and do stuff and um you know have fun but uh let's not i don't want to say moderation but like do the have fun in the other shit as well you know find ways to to get to, to find some fitness whether it be walking i like walks man I, I can't run for shit my knees suck and i'm way too fucking fat and overweight to do like running <laughs> but i do like i do like walking i'll walk an incline like a motherfucker or, or i can do whatever hiking's been uh, a fun one i'm um, trying to get back into the the hiking stuff yeah hiking's see, a lot I, of fun we got I some s- great little places out here
0: Hey, I see you yeah. on IG posting them pics, getting them, getting them, getting them reps outside. You know, gotta get
1: them steps in, dog. You gotta get them steps in. <laughs> I tell you, I'm tell you.
0: Who, do, who needs Mike Dolce well, when I'm you got I'm telling you, cold
1: it's coffee. like it's it's like. Yeah, It's like we work in a sport where we watch the fittest athletes in the ever, you know, fittest athletes in the world stripped down to half naked. And then you're like, you look at that and you're like, I feel like a piece of shit. (laughs) (laughs) You're like, look at these guys. And after a while, you're like, some of it's got to rub off, right? Something's got to rub off, you know, where you're just like, am I happy when when I look in the mirror? I don't look like that (laughs) at all. (laughs) Not that we'll ever get like that. But, you know, it is definitely certainly good motivation, you know, when you look around, you see the work. I mean, we talk about all the time, the discipline, the effort that these athletes put in to prepare themselves to fight. You know, that's, you know, granted, the the cutting weight is a whole different ballgame. But in the in the terms of like taking care of themselves, working towards something, eating, you know, Better eating in the right ways, you know. Maybe not going out and drinking, partying as much. I don't. I don't want to be the extreme like some of these guys. Who was it that came up on recently and they said they hadn't had sugar for like twenty years? I was like, bro, that's like oh, ridiculous. Was I think that, the Mo- last fight card? They said somebody.
0: I think it was Mos Mosar, right? Mosar Evloev, I think. Mozart, said, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like,
1: how do you not have? I was like, that can't be true. I can see where he's like, I don't need a candy bar, but there's like sugars and like. Maybe he just never. Had, he's like, I haven't eaten processed food ever. He's like, I've never had like Americans white bread ever. You know. And he's like, all that shit. There's there, there's sugars and things. But I'm just like, but he looks fantastic. So maybe maybe not. But whatever. I like it. There's there's your fitness. There you update. go. There's, there's your, your fitness. fitness A cold
0: copy on the hey, right rock. track. On the right track. <laughs> <laughs> on the rock swinging by. Uh, all right. Listen. You you mentioned uh, you mentioned of – his win at UFC 297. I did want to talk to you. I haven't got a chance to talk to you since uh, Drickus Duplessis was crowned UFC middleweight champion at UFC 297. Uh, Outpointing Sean Strickland via split decision. I want to get your take because I'll be honest. I, I talked about it on the and a half episode. And uh, I felt pretty confident that it was three rounds to two. Drickus Duplessis. I had rounds two, three, and four for Drickus Duplessis. I had one and five for Sean Strickland. Um, I will say that I actually thought two was the round that I thought might swing the other way. It ended up being uh, round three that was the one that made it a split decision for Sean Strickland. But uh, I I felt pretty good with the decision that night. But I feel like now, a handful of days later, there seems to be this big public sentiment that Sean Strickland was was robbed and that this was – Bad and, and and I think you know maybe yeah. maybe that has to do with his growing popularity and it was a close competitive fight I wouldn't say that it wasn't a competitive fight I wouldn't uh, hate. Had it gone the other way? Like, I didn't feel 100% confident it was duple when the fight was over. But uh, I feel like a lot of people are starting to say now, like, no, this was wrong. And we need to see a rematch right away because the right result was not issued. And I don't know. I didn't see it that way. So I'm just curious kind of how you saw it on fight night and if a couple of days of reflection has is, is changed anything from your perspective.
1: Uh, I actually had it towards Strickland. I thought oh, wow. it, I had it going f- two to two going into that last round. And I thought Sean did more in, f- in the fifth round. Even you scored it. Yep. I, I didn't really give so much credit to the takedowns. Cause I didn't think there was anything ever done with the takedowns. That's so I, point. you know, while they were takedowns, I thought that the jab was doing more damage. So I thought Sean did more damage. You know, uh, it wasn't like the dominant cruise. If you have a cut, you know, sort of like, and, and you show blood, the fight might as well just be scrapped at that point time of damage. But I thought he did more damage in number two. And I thought the, um, he was out. I thought he was just out striking that. And while Dirkus was doing some of the leg shots and other stuff. And I think he did get that takedown. I just didn't give those takedowns any credit because I mean, like he spent a a whole, like maybe 10 seconds and nothing ever actually took place. So I didn't really give them credit, but I could see where they maybe swung that other way, but I gave Sean one, two and five. Um, And so, but I wasn't like in an uproar. I mean, I was, it was so close and Sean probably should have pushed it a little bit more in, uh, you know, like maybe the fourth round, it just yep. seemed like he was still sort of it back into his head. And I think Nix was, you could see where Nix was trying to like sort of pull him out of that and really sort of get him to push the pace more. And maybe that wouldn't have been a uh, as big a deal, but Dreckus did a great job with those leg kicks and, and chopping away, you know, put, presenting that as a, a threat that Sean didn't push forward like he was, like say versus Izzy or something. And I mean, I can see where, you know, Sean kept talking about the headbutt, you know, and I know some people are like, "Oh, there was no headbutt; it was a, it was an elbow, it was a throw." I mean, it definitely looks like when he put out that one clip, it definitely looks like the that cut came before the elbow, or or was it? I think it was the elbow when they when they did look like he did catch a hit, yep. a headbutt. So I can see where some people are like, "Okay, that obviously, if that affected any sort of score or anything like that, if it wasn't registered as a headbutt, that if the ref missed it, if people missed it." um that could have affected the scoring as well you know um the the judges should have been made aware hey this came via uh a headbutt not actually via an elbow and that might have adjusted the way that the scoring would have went for that round
0: yeah very true um
1: but um i wasn't upset about it um but i'm also not clamoring uh i don't need to have it right now Yeah. um I like strickland a lot i like you know he's he's crazy and he's funny and he's wacky and he's definitely good for setting up some views but you know if if you ask me if i'd rather see strickland fight Duplessis in a rematch or fight see strickland you know fight izzy or one of the other ones i'd rather see the izzy fight because that's just like legit heat or whatever i'm just you know Sean, it was his very first defense. I mean, like, it's not like we need to give immediate rematches to everybody if it's not warranted. And I just don't think an immediate rematch is, not, is warranted in this case. While it was close and and things of that sort, it went the way it did. Um, but I I didn't feel like it was at a point where it was like, oh, my God, that was a travesty. I can't believe the decision that went that way. And we need to write this by giving them an immediate rematch. Um, you know, rematch. Yeah. But you know, even hearing Dana come out, like, cause I thought I was kind of in the minority. I think in terms of the, like the junkie staff, I am in the minority. I don't know if anybody else, I know I thought stricken got it. Maybe I, one other did most were in the, in, in their, in the, in the boat that GDP did enough. So when Dana came out and was like, I had it for Strickland, I was like, thank God. I was like, I thought I'm just crazy here. Like, you know, because I don't go jump into the Twitterverse to be like, I need people to validate my thought. I I was like, I think, in my mind, I think Strickland do it. So I didn't really read much of a big uproar. I, but so it was glad I was glad to actually see one other person that was like, yeah, I thought Strickland did. I was like, I was like, this guy, all he does is watch his fights. Right. So I was like, if Dana thinks it's not like Dana's gonna be like, man, I really need Strickland as my champ. So I'm going to go out there and say that. I think Strickland won, you Good know, point. if anything else, the UFC might've been like, thank goodness, enough of enough of the craziness right now. You know, we don't have to worry about what's being said at every media day. Not that they care. Um, But that's a whole other discussion, you know, when, you you know, it came up in this week's spinning back, like we talked about what a difference 10 years or whatever from when like the athlete athlete code of conduct came out to now. And we revisited some of the the punishments and things happened. Like Miguel Torres got released after the whole rape van joke. Right. Um, There are some other instances that came up. Um, The names are escaped me, but that one always stuck with me because I loved Miguel Torres. He was like one of my favorite. I loved just being you know, like from like what was it WC days another ship. I used to love hearing his name get called and then when he was in the UFC I was like, yeah, and you knew he he was just bringing violence. And he it wasn't like he was calling like, oh, you know, chicks should get raped in a van it was just like a side joke about these rape vans or whatever and they're like how dare you and it, you know, and and like, it was if done. you remember
0: it was it was and it wasn't even something it was a quote from uh, a show i believe is like it wasn't even like he yeah, just something. made it up it was like i mean again it was you know not in the best of taste obviously you know rape jokes yeah. aren't exactly uh just great hilarity yeah. Uh, but it, it wasn't even like something original. <laughs> Don't bring he, these
1: up at the work dinner party. Yeah,
0: right. Exactly. Like, oh, he had a whole twenty-minute bit on it. It was phenomenal. Like, no, yeah, it's it's not it's not really a great subject to broach. But but I will say, but it was you know wasn't even you know again a, like an original quote or something. He was just quoting something that was already out there yeah. from like a, a TV show, if I recall correctly.
1: Yeah. So it's just it's just crazy to to think. So I mean, like maybe there was a part of it where the the UFC is like, whoo. You know, we, we had a little bit of time and Sean wasn't angry about it. He wasn't in uproar about it. And and I, I'm, I'm a big uh, proponent of like if the fighters not granted, he just took some massive shots. So it's not like he's going to be the best defender himself. But after the fact, he you know, he's been saying, you know, here's this, here's this. And then like, all right, I've I, done. That's my last post or whatever. I've said my little bit, but if he's not, you know, in the cage screaming, like this was ridiculous, yada, yada, yada. I mean, who am I to be like, oh, it needs to be an immediate rematch? I think he's made his peace with it. And honestly, you know, Sean, he's always said, like, you know, it's not just about, like, this belt. I just want the money. I just want to compete and make money. Whether I'm the champ or not, like, book me for fights. I'm going to get in there. I'm going to talk my shit. I'm going to do my thing. And I'm good with it. Yeah. Like I think if anything else, he's probably got a lot less shit on his shoulders that he has to worry about. I'm sure he would have been happy with the paycheck and if there are points and all that other kind of good stuff. But financially, I'm sure he's probably got a, a better contract now, regardless of where he was at, whether he has points or not from where he was at before he had the belt. Um so I'm sure he's in a in a decent spot. But honestly, like when when somebody's a champ and we're always putting these responsibilities and these role model things on their shoulders that they're not asking for. We just put them there. We say, this is your responsibility. Now that you're the champ, you have to be the spokesperson for the company. Yep. You are now representing that brand. And while that's all true, they, it's not like they were that's not what they're fighting for. They're not fighting for the right to be the spokesperson. They're fighting for the chance to, to support themselves and to support their family and their loved ones. The rest is is an unfortunate byproduct that they kind of kinda deal with it. Yeah. But we tend to lump more of that on it. So I think if anything else, he's probably like, guys, thank goodness. Like, I don't have to deal with that shit. And maybe you'll back the F off me and let me be crazy and weird and you're not going to throw it in my face. I, I agree. You know, so I don't
0: I don't think it's a bad thing at yeah. all. I don't think it's a bad thing at all because I think that uh well first of all, I, I agree with you. I, I to be honest with you, I just want to see trickus and Adesanya next. Uh, you know, that was already the fight we were supposed to see. We've seen all the madness and the tension and the chaos, and so we need yeah. to see the conclusion of that. Um, if it can be done in Africa, even more special. I mean, that would be amazing. Holy
1: hell. If they could do that the fight. The crowd shots were fantastic. Super cool. And, like, seeing some of the tweet stuff, like – some the, uh, there was an, uh, I saw it somewhere on one of the tweets. It was a, he was like, some guy popped up and he's like, I'm Nigerian. He's like, but I still want Drickus to bring it back home. And I was just like, dude, that's like kind of what Drickus has been saying. He's like, you might say this and that about me, but the, the African people are rallying behind him because yep. he's still, he lives there. He's there. He, and they're, and they're while we, and I wonder if it's still us a lot of times, lumping this beliefs and stuff that we have here and what we say oh no every person there in africa hates people in south africa you know they're all feeling this 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 i mean that's us pushing that on them and drick is like it's not like that it's not like them we're like sure it isn't entitled white guy but it's like (laughs) when i'm when you're watching when you're seeing like the the crowd shots and you're seeing people of all different shapes and colors rallying around this guy it's like they fucking, they loved them. They loved them, at least in that shot, wherever they were at in South Africa, they were absolutely digging it and loving it. So, um, you know, maybe you have a better insight to this. Izzy was there. Izzy was supposed to go into the cage. I don't know what happened after the fact, but like... Had to be why the dude was there to, to watch and stuff. I'm sure they didn't just be like, hey, Izzy, come on out and just enjoy the show. We want you to watch this fight. There was plans, and even Drickus was sort of like saying like, I thought I thought we were going to have a, a face-off here in the cage, but it's not happening. you know." You and then he sort of chip chip chipped again.
0: You don't, you don't think maybe uh, Danny was like, wait a minute. I remember what happened last time. He's like, it's all coming back to me now. No, do not go in there. We do not need to see this again. I do not need to see these two people next to each other.
1: Well, I mean, but that I mean, but they have fifty thousand security guys around, and it would have been like the greatest. I mean, they they reused it for the promos immediately after the fact, course, and, and like even it? in the lead up to the show. So it's like, let's just make sure we have extra security <laughs> in there, and and maybe not know, a and microphone. At that point, it maybe, probably wouldn't maybe. have went that bad because, <laughs> and, and Drickus was a lot more beat up in this particular instance, so he might not have been like as brash as he was the last time. But um, I don't know. I mean. There's a part where I'm kind of cool with it because uh, there are times where I feel like the person coming in the cage always sort of steals the shine from that particular moment yes, and takes yes, away yes. what just happened. Yes. So we just had a, a champ lose. And last thing you want is now just like okay, think Sean, just go, go sit over in the corner and wait to walk out until we finish doing this little spectacle over here. You know. So I guess I'm kind of glad that that didn't happen, but um, I would it would have been totally cool to see. You know, and especially I mean I think all of us or at least I was like man when I heard that Izzy was there, I was like, it's going to happen and it's going to be epic and it's going to be cool. And then we'll have it for the, the next, the, the next fight, you know um, maybe that's just them still sort of like not wanting to tie themselves down into that fight. You know, maybe, maybe if Izzy doesn't, maybe if they're thinking that Izzy is going to become a little iffy still, you know, at this whole point, you know, he said he want to step away and now he's like, he wants to come back. But it's like, well, if we bring him in there and we start pushing this up and then he gets all flaky again, then what do we do now? We got to hype somebody else up, you know? Yeah. So uh, who knows? But I mean, yeah, I mean, that fight, it's its going to be fire. And I mean, like, wow, like uh, I, I was really, I don't know, man, like watching Sean fight Izzy was so different than watching him fight Drickus. Oh, yeah. That I'm so into what that what this Drickus and Izzy fight is going to look like. And I just I just almost feel like Dricas is just gonna feel like he can walk straight forward and straight through, Izzy, because of what Sean was able to do and then probably what Dricas feels that he did versus Sean and being able to shut that down. Those leg kicks from Dricas were or to the to the body kept popping up to his head. That's just Sean walking through that shit. That shit was nasty, dude. Dricas is and they were so quick. They were they weren't telegraphed in any way. Um, not that I want to see a kickboxing match between Gricus and, and Izzy, but man, uh, I think that fight's going to be absolutely fireworks. And I mean, it could be one of those ones that I think we're watching and we're just like, holy shit, any moment one of these dudes can knock the other one out. Yep. And it's just, I think it's it's going to be fantastic. So I was a little bummed we didn't see it in the cage, but, um, you know, uh, I guess I'm not sad about it because you're right. It probably could have been a, a giant shit show <laughs> and who knows what could have happened yeah. if 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 it went off the rails. You know, and that's the last thing that, you know, Dana wants to go back in the presser and and somebody like, well, you regret that, which I feel like we've just done multiple times before when they let in. We're like, hey, that wasn't the best idea of taking Sean O'Malley in there right after that fight, was it? You know, I mean, like, so
0: true. Who knows? Who knows? (laughs) Well, I'm with you. That's the fight I want to see next. And the other thing too, just put a ball on that is that I do think exactly what you said, like Sean Strickland. A, I don't think he cares about the belt. He just wants to fight. and He wants to make money and B. I don't think he needs the belt anymore for people to care about his matchups, man. I just feel like that guy has crossed over a threshold of popularity now that, like, it doesn't matter who he fights. People are going to tune in and just want to watch him fight. So you don't have to worry about, hey, this needs to be a number one contender match or, hey, this needs to be a rematch for the belt. Like, I just think you can do whatever you want with them and and people are going to tune in, man. I think he has truly become... A superstar. Now, uh, it's funny because you talked, you talked about the scoring of that fight and, and feeling crazy. I want to ask you about some news that popped up. The surprise addition to UFC 300 with Kayla Harrison the night before we're supposed to have this PFL Bellator press conference. Dana White comes out and announces yeah. that they have taken one of the PFL stars and Kayla Harrison is going to face Holly Holm. Now, um, I'm excited. I've wanted to see Kayla Harrison in the UFC for a long time. I'm bummed that it's very clear we're not going to get the Kayla Harris and Chris Cyborg fight that I definitely wanted to see. Uh, Although, I was one that said I think Larissa Pacheco should be first, because you should go champ versus champ, but I still wanted to see Kayla and Cyborg at some point, and we're just clearly not going to see that. I know Cyborg has come out and said she'd be happy, happy to fight on UFC 300, you know, like, uh, other than than this whole contract thing I got here, (laughs) I'd love to be on 300, so anyway, we're probably (laughs) not going to see that, but... Uh, listen, I uh, I have the utmost respect for Holly Holm, who she is as a person, who she is as an athlete, um, and what she's accomplished yep. in her career, both in mixed martial arts and boxing. But me personally, I felt like when I heard this announcement, like, oh, that's awesome, and holy hell, that's a tough stylistic matchup for Holly Holm. Props to her for being willing yep. to take it, because that's who she is. She doesn't turn down anybody she fights. But a couple of things happened. One, we have a little internal CFFC group chat that we talk about fights and things that are going on. And one of the first, and I'll I'll, I'll leave who said it uh, out there for uh, anonymous, but uh, immediately chimed in and said, Holly is going to destroy her. And I was like, what? And then today, I was at – Today, bro, today I was at this PFL and Bellator press conference. I spoke to three different people who said – this is a horrible stylistic matchup for Kayla Harrison. And now I'm starting to wonder if I'm crazy. Now, I will say, you know, right off the top, the cut down to 135, you know, that that is a huge factor. Yeah. and That does scare me. Uh, it did look yeah. like... From some of the pictures that were sent out today, it looks like she's getting lean already and she's working her way down there. So, um, you know, she looks smaller than she has in the past. She is a professional. Uh, I I trust her to make the way. And I think if she says she's doing it, she's going to do it. But how does it impact her? But anyway, I say all that to ask you what your initial impressions of this matchup were because to me, again, I would never count Holly Holm out of anything, but – I just thought this might be a tough stylistic matchup, but now I've run into multiple people who say, I'm looking at it the wrong way. It's Kayla who is going to have trouble tracking her down, uh, is not the level of striker that Holly Holm is, and is going to struggle mightily in that department. And when you add in the cut to 135 as well, that this is a fight that Holly Holm should win handily.
1: Handley's a that's a tough one. I mean, granted, we, we're, we're looking at like three months out for the weight cut. So, I mean, while that is a tough cut to get down to that point, that is a lot of weight to cut. Um, but like you said, she's an absolute pro. I mean, like I have no doubt that she's going to get down there. And, I mean, and it's 136. So, you know, granted, uh, it didn't True. ever look like she was struggling to get down to like the lightweight or whatever. I mean, it looked like she probably had an easy time to get down to that weight, you know, but I think uh, – I'm confident that she's gonna be able to get that. You know, when I was ta- when you know in our group, my initial thoughts when I thought it, I was definitely on the 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 side A of where you said where I was like, man, this sucks for Holly Holm. Um, I think it's just man, if she gets her, if she's able to get her hands on her, I mean, like and put her in that world where she can get her to take it down, um, it's gonna be a tough. But man, Holly Holm, you know, when I when I hear people sort of defend the Holly side. She's got incredible takedown defense. I mean, we saw uh, it goes even going back to when Rhonda tried to take her down for that initial fight. They were like, we need to defend the takedown and then you're going to piece her up on the on the feet. Keep the fight standing and you're going to show her weakness on the on the on the feet. And that's exactly what happened. Um, So while there is a difference of, um, you know, a Rhonda and, and Kayla Kayla is much better at getting to the ground than Ronda even was. Ronda right. was really, really good when it came to like the judo thing, but she was almost like a one trick pony when it came to, you know, sort of getting that trip judo toss down to the ground. And then, and then just once you got to the ground, it was like, you couldn't get up. Kayla is a whole nother level of being able to get these girls to the ground. And the, in terms of when she gets them to the ground, um, it's a whole different world from what Ronda was as well. I mean, when we're talking about people that put up a great fight would be like, like Larissa Pacheco. Pacheco's an absolute beast. Pacheco would, I would, I, I would ask people, so what do you think about Holly Holm and Larissa Pacheco? Who would you lean in that fight? Like, I would easily be like Pacheco's going to. I would too. Pacheco's going to fuck her up.
0: I would too. You know, right like
1: now. Pacheco. I mean, but Pacheco's got incredible strength and power in her hands, and while Kayla doesn't have that, but she's just got a great ground game. I'm pretty confident that uh, as as much as Holly does a great job of keeping the fight standing, has a great job of staying moving. She's going to be running around a long time. Kayla has adapted really well to be able to kind of cut the cage off and make her way there. And I'm just confident that if it gets, if it becomes a brawl where they're just throwing hands, then you can kind of take that whole boxing finesse out of it. Right. And I think that's the part that keeps Holly um, having a real chance. And of course she's going to have a chance. And of course, you know, if she lands some good shots, I mean, it's not like we've seen Kayla's chin tested like over and over and over in a, in a round. She's either got it to a point where it's became a grappling match. Like even with Pacheco, I mean, it became a grappling match. And then it was just a matter of like, you know, the, who was better on the ground and who was able to kind of do her things. And then she, and she just got power that just negates the whole, yep. the whole thing as well. I mean, there's a reason cyborg is not calling for Pacheco. I mean, it, she's hands down. Got to be the hardest punching female fighter right now. Um, regardless of like the weight division, probably, um, it's, she's ridiculous. So she's kind of like, you know, almost can't even bring her into the same conversation, but, um, i'm com. well i'm pretty confident that i would lean towards kayla in this while i won't say it's going to be a blowout because it's holly holmes and i, I don't want to disrespect her like that i just feel like uh kayla's ground game and once she gets a hold of her is just so good and and as good as holly's been able to kind of stay up if kayla can figure that out it might be it might be chasing her around for for a round until she figures it out but she only needs a round to to to, to finish it you know she could run around that whole first round and say she gets a hold of her in the second round. I'm uh, I'm pretty sure that one's not going to go to a decision. Um and while Holly can hurt her and uh I just I just I feel it's a bad matchup. I feel like they want to put a very very good name to one probably warrant the larger paycheck that I'm sure she's signed into a contract. Yep. You know, they're not going to throw her in against just some no ranked um opponent i mean like this is a, a former champ coming in she's besides the fact she's a former olympic champ i mean she's an absolute stud and a beast and she just she destroyed she would destroy the mediocre level of ufc fighters which even the mediocre ufc fighters are hell of a fighters against other organizations like Kayla's is just uh, a, another level so um who knows Maybe, maybe a Holly surprises, us, and maybe, maybe we're giving Kayla too much credit to be able to stay standing. And, you know, the thing with Kayla, she just, for me, she doesn't get, uh, she doesn't, she's not drawn into a slugfest just to prove that she's a striker or right. that she has striking skills. A lot of people feel like, okay, hey, that, that, that punch didn't hurt. I'm, let's make it, oh, fuck it. <laughs> I, I like my hands. Let's, yep. let's go this way. She understands it's about getting the win. And I think she realizes that finishing Holly Holmes would give her the best kickstart of her ufc career um so she's not going to play around trying to make it prettier and make it fancy and try to go for something that she's not accustomed to Sh- should she would she take a knockout sure but i'm um, you know ask her if she would be more happy to take a ground and pound you know tko or an actual uh submission 100 and i think that's probably the way it's going to go i think she'll eventually um submit her you know um Holly's tough, man. She can. I. I don't see Kayla knocking her out, but you know, weirder weirder shit has happened in this sport. You know, uh, I think that would be, boy, what a, what a oh. byline that would be the oh. next day if Kayla comes in there and knocks out Holly Holm, uh, where everybody's expecting her to take it to the ground and just wrestle submit her. Um, you know, hope you never know. I mean, like Kayla's strong. She's got power. I mean. You see her, you've seen her up close. I mean, she's got guns, and I mean, like, they're only going to look that more impressive. Even if she's dropping weight, she's going to have to lose muscle. She's going to have to lose muscle. Yep. But she's going to come in there uh, looking like an absolute specimen, which is going to be incredible because both of them are so absolutely fit. Holly always looks very well and like a specimen. It's going to be impressive to see those two. But yeah, I mean, it's hard to not pick um, Kayla. Well, off the bat, for me at least, so I find that surprising. That others were just like, "Oh, this is this is a gimme for Holly." Like I find that absolutely ridiculous.
0: You know, the betting odds came out, and they kind of favored what, what we're saying. It was minus five hundred was the initial line I saw for Kayla Harrison. So
1: that's what I saw.
0: Yeah, and so you know, again, we'll see. Again, all respect to Holly Holm would not you know count her out of anything. A couple of things occurred to me. Uh, number one, um, I thought today, by the way, Pete Murray. Did a fantastic job of 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 handling the situation. I actually got to ask him about it afterwards. After we had the big press conference, then he did a little scrum, and I asked him about it. Um, I thought Pete handled it sharp you know he kind of put the blame on Kayla you know and said hey she made the decision to leave she made the decision to not make this fight so put a little like t- a little bit of shade you know like hey we tried to keep her she she decided she didn't want to fight cyborg but then also came back and said but you know what you know we're proud of what she did we're proud of what she accomplished here we'll continue to cheer for her as she moves over there and tests herself and I don't know I just thought that was kind of a, a refreshing way to handle it you know to say you know no no hard feelings we're you know, we'll continue to be you know support her in her new endeavors. I just, I just, I like the way that was handled. You know, it wasn't let's minimize it or hey, she was never that good to begin with or whatever. Again threw just a little bit of shade on her to be like, wow, she didn't want this fight to happen, so she chose that, but then also came back. and like, So I like that. But the other thing that occurred to me was, uh, all right, so if this announcement was made uh, last night on a Tuesday night, obviously I don't think the entire set of negotiations got done, you know, in in the course of 48 hours. And I had heard for a while that there was a potential that Kayla Harrison may go ahead and make the jump to to the UFC. You know, there was some contention about whether her contract – you know, where it stood and that sort of thing. But it just occurred to me with this announcement was made that Kayla on Saturday night as she's watching 297 just had to be rubbing her hands together going, oh, they need me so bad right now. You know what I mean? Like, I, I, Raquel Pennington, I, 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 I am so happy for her and what she accomplished and all she battled back from and all she went through and everything that she's done. And it's like there's no way you can't be happy for her as a person But, you would also be lying if you pretended that that fight was entertaining at all. And it it just, it was a bad fight. It was not entertaining. And I know Juliana Pena will do everything she can to spice things up a little bit, uh, because that's what she does, but you know, I think it left a lot of people feeling empty, right? Like Amanda Nunes walked away and now we've got a new champion, but we don't necessarily, you know, love how she got the belt and blah, blah, blah. So I don't know. It just, it felt like a lot of people. In fact, I saw that, uh, I saw that clip, uh, DC and RC or whatever, where, where, you know, RC came out and said, they just should get rid of the whole women's bantamweight division. You know what I mean? I was like, damn, that's kind of a strong reaction to it. Um, but I got to think yeah, that Kayla Harrison that's was ridiculous. I, I thought so. But you got to think that Kayla Harrison was just sitting at home in uh Coconut Creek, Florida or wherever exactly her home is around American top team and just going, "Oh, oh, oh, oh they're definitely going to need me now cuz they need some flavor, they need some spice." And uh hey, it's it's instantly added. I mean right now, a division that people just a couple of days ago were saying we need to get rid of, I think there's n- now real flavor in it. Uh, this I think this is exciting, and boy, I see a whole lot of speculation that that Amanda Nunes fight that we thought wasn't ever going to happen. Maybe the teammates fighting each other. I, I still stand torn on that because I know that I know how uncomfortable that was for both of them. Uh, so I don't necessarily want to push that narrative that they need to fight each other. But if they choose to, you know, Holly Holm or excuse me, Kayla Harrison and Amanda Nunes should Kayla get by Holly Holm. I sure as hell ain't going to turn down the opportunity to see those two go at it because I think it'd be a great fight. So I don't know. I, I just to me this feels like a, a big positive, and uh, you know I thought everybody involved handled it pretty damn well.
1: Yeah, I mean it's certainly I I can definitely see where her move and desire to go to the 35, knowing that 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 division sort of wide open, it's tough with the Nunes thing because you know it's, it's like you 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 want you think that pretty much the UFC has put to bed the the 145 division at this yeah. point. You know it's like. And Amanda's not like Amanda's going to want to come back at any other weight besides 45, you know, unless they just did like some random one off. (laughs) It's It's like not like she's going to go down to 35. So it's like she would want the 45. And it's like, okay, well, I can see where Kayla's like, hell, yes. You know, if I'm cutting for 35, yeah, I'll I'll go back up to 45. You know, that's closer to what she wanted to get anyways. I just I mean, but that fight. Sure. I think that fight would be cool, you know, but there's. Just the the desire of like as much as I like seeing a man a fight, it's like, okay, you're gonna come back for one fight and then you're gonna walk back away again. It's almost just like might as well just sort of stay away at this point. I agree. As much as I do like seeing her, I'm like, unless you want to come back, but you're if you're gonna stick around. But to do it at a 45 where they're almost you now, like I said, putting it to bed, it's like just be done with it. Just be done with their 45. You know, if she's never going to want to go down to 35, that's absolutely ridiculous. You know, let Kayla just focus on 35 because it's already going to be hard enough. She has to make a crazy life change to get to be able to do the 35, especially if she's going to try to do it over and over and over. Don't make her yo-yo because it's already going to be hard enough on her body. I'm sure for the money she'd be more than happy to do that, you know, so good on her. I just it just leaves weird lingering things, you know, of, of. whether the 45 is going away or what's it going to be for? Is it just coming back to fight for the 45 belt? It's just like, just, just put it away, you know, as, but the thought of, you know, Juliana, you know, Raquel, all those, I mean, Kayla's probably like, I will, I will just run through these ladies. I mean, I think the Juliana fight would be very, very interesting. Yep. Um, it's funny, you know, going back to that fight, I, I, as you know I know you're a rocky fan I'm a rocky fan yeah. I like myra as well you know yep. so I actually was entertained because I was the whole time wondering was what was going to sort of happen um you know was rocky just going to be the tough rocky that we expected and then is myra going to be this overwhelming stud that we know she can be in the uh, junkie staff picks we unanimously picked myra wow. to win I don't think there was anybody that picked rocky I was picking so her too going into I was that- picking her too yeah, going into that last round, I love what our coaches and them were saying. They're like, dude, you're hurting her. Just go out there and just swing. And when she walked out there and was just like rock'em, sock'em, Rocky, and just like just thrown down, I, I was loving it. I was entertained because – um Maybe like I said, I have an affinity for the fighter, so I was like, and I like women's MMA. I mean, I got the poster of her right here, That's off right. to my right That's hand right. side. So it's kind of crazy. I went over to my I went over to my neighbor. I was like, dude, did you see the Rocky one? He's like, I did. So like, I feel like we've been watching her career for a long time. So I'm super happy. So part of me watching that fight, just watching her her longevity, her strength, her growth from where she's been. You know everything that she's went through. Um, I was so happy. And then to see her performing, it's not her fault that Myra wasn't holding up her end of the deal. Yeah. I was going to say Rocky was doing what she wanted to do, but Rocky did what she needed to do. And I thought Rocky looked great. So I'm not going to fault her because her dance partners started faltering. That's just part of what Rocky pushed her, you know, like Rocky made her that tired. And I'm not going to discount the fact that it didn't, I wasn't getting the equal from both sides. I know a lot of people shit on that fight, but honestly, maybe I'm in the, the minority I enjoyed it um, because I realized that there was the possibility. Even as the fight got on, I was like, "Wow, she's tiring." I was like, "Rocky might get a finish." You know, this might happen. So there were there were moments in the fight that I was, I was entertained by the possibilities. You know, even though it wasn't get, becoming this other things, it was just I I liked it. And then when I heard people shitting on it, I was like. Maybe I'm weird. I was like, I thought it was an okay <laughs> fight, and I'm not saying it was like a great fight, but I was entertained by it. You well, know, um, you said maybe it's because of the players involved and stuff. So who well,
0: knows? You, you got a couple of things in there that, that really make sense. I will say this because early on, especially, I was entertained by it. Part of it was because I was like, "What are you doing? Like, why are you going into the clinch? Like, what what, what is going? Like, what yes. you know what I mean? Just the, con- the, the concern opposite of
1: what our coaches were saying.
0: Yeah, I, I was the same thing when they were like, "Hey, there's." No there's." no reason for us to do that. I was like, yes, there's no reason for you to do that. Um, So I was the same. So I was entertained by early on, but I think you do bring up a good point. I mean, it's not all – now, I will say, if you have an opponent that is tired, hurt, whatever, it's on you to go get that finish and really push the pace on them and to really put it to them. And I don't know that she did that, but you are a 100% correct that – it doesn't all fall on Pennington's shoulders, right? Like, Buena Silva was just yeah. done at the end of that fight. I mean, just absolutely done. She tried
1: to go for that knockout, though, in the fifth round. When Rocky came out swinging, in my mind, that was her listening finally to her coaches and saying, I'm going to go for it. And then it's just Myra being tough, you know? And, and I'm sure Rocky was a little bit tough, too. It was a pretty grinding match, you know, up to that point. So, in my mind, I agree with you that she should have been able to find a way to, to – to uh to get that finish, but it was by no means anything like when we've seen from some of these contender uh, or not contender, yeah, contender fights where Dana's like nobody in there seemed to f- want to fight right. like they were trying to get a contract. They weren't trying to go for it. Rocky was trying to finish, she just wasn't capable at the end. When she went out there and went forward and was swinging, I was like, I'm getting goosebumps thing it because I remember the whole just like Ooh. you. I was like, why is she not listening to her coaches? And then she finally started listening to her coaches and was throwing and she started hurting her. And I was like, oh, my goodness, she might actually get it. And she just didn't. But I mean, she certainly in my mind, she tried. She just wasn't able to get it, you know. So um, I, I definitely don't feel like there was any point in there like at the end that that Rocky was like, I'm not giving everything that I have in me currently to do to finish this fight. Yeah. I felt like watching it that I was like, she's trying to get it. So I'm going to give her credit that she, while she didn't get the finish, she was trying, but I felt like listening to other people, it felt like there was just two people out there fighting to not lose. And, uh, that was maybe more on Myra's side because I felt like Raquel was definitely trying to get it. And how cool was that at the very end? I mean, it was just seeing her get it and then seeing Tisha come in there and see her daughter come in there. It was awesome. It was was cool. I mean, like it was, it was it was, uh, it was a good, good moment. I mean, uh, it was fun. It was fun. So yeah, so, I enjoyed it. You know, I enjoyed right. it. So I guess I'm in the minority.
0: <laughs> let's let's say so. Let, if if Kayla wins, if Kayla wins against Holly, especially if it's emphatic or entertaining, she's gonna jump the line, right? I mean, or or, or do you think Juliana Pena still gets the shot? And you find another yeah. fight. It's gotta be Pena. Gotta be Pena. Gotta be Pena. And, gotta
1: and be you Pena find Pena something for else it. for Kayla. It's gotta be Pena. Well, I mean, plus two, I mean, like, depending on how long that, the home fight, I mean, like, that, that fight isn't even going to happen until UFC 300. So that's April. That's April. So there's time for maybe, maybe we'll get that Pena fight in there and then give another four months. Yeah. Three to four months again. So maybe, maybe end of the eh, April, May, June, July, August. Yeah. Fourth quarter. Maybe yeah. fourth quarter. There's a possibility, but, um, I definitely think it's got to it's got to be paying you next. I mean the heat's already there. I mean like she's already doing everything she needs to do to sell it and Rocky wants it. Rocky was asking for it. And Dana and them have always said um you know if the if the champ wants it, we want to make it happen, you know. And you have a former champ calling out the current champ, current champ calling the former champ. Why not? You know, even yeah. though Kayla was a former champ of another organization, you want to pay for those big bucks. Let Kayla fight uh um, uh, home, recover, rest a little bit, you know, sit on the sideline. She's even not, she was just active, so crazy in the PFL. Like, I think she's fine taking two fights in a year. Yeah, I don't think she's she asking for three, four. I don't think she wants to fight a bazillion years more, no. but I also don't think she needs to have a bazillion fights in a year. I think she's got her contract worked out pretty well that if she's fighting two or three times a year, she's going to be absolutely through the roof happy, I'm thinking two times a year is probably good for her. And so let the Pena fight happen. Let them sort of get the heat after that. Whoever's got that belt, because if, if Pena gets the belt, she's going to be chirping for Kayla. Oh, yeah. Kayla wins this one. She's going to be chirping for whoever the champ is. Rocky, Rocky's just, she's the kind that she's going to say the, the, the division – has had women uh, working to get to the top. Let let the division work itself out. But she won't. She can't deny if the UFC says, "Well, sorry, that means Kayla's jumping the line." Pena's smart enough to know that I can make some big bucks. And like nobody's ever going to hold this belt forever. Might as well get those big bucks when you can. And then the belt, you know, it does change hands. I don't think Pena's like seen these. Moments of grandeur where she's like, I'm going to be the biggest champ and reign forever and ever. I think that's a good thought. But she probably had that thought until she lost the belt again, you know, you know and then then I think the reality comes in and says, OK, you know, uh, let's get the fights that make sense. Let's get as much money as we can and do whatever. But that would be if I if I had the pecking order, I would say Pena and then Kayla Harrison after that one. For I was sure. going to say I have no problem that Kayla jumps in the line. It's a former champ and she's an absolute beast she's yeah. a stud and she moves the needle yep. ultimately she moves the needle it'd be fun to watch
0: two time Olympic gold medalist that goes a long way it's funny the other the other variable in there is that uh, Dana and Mick are smart enough to know that if they don't give Pena the title shot next their lives are going to be living hell because she's going to harass them non-stop <laughs> so they're probably like they're probably like bro I can't take yeah. it man like I can't she'll be texting me it's all, I'm sure it's already
1: started <laughs> I'm sure it's already started but you know I'm what sure it's been going non-stop
0: you know what though I, I like That's so I, funny I like what you're saying though and I think that'll probably that's the right approach right because the the knee-jerk reaction would be like well if Kayla be Tali we got to go right away but you don't really and 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 look if you went Kayla Raquel I mean Raquel's not a big trash talker by any stretch obviously she's you know I mean that's going to be the most respectful build-up ever and I, I Kayla doesn't mind you know going a little tit for tat but She's not, like, a big trash-talker. And I think against Raquel Pennington, who's, like, one of the most respectful, humble human beings you'll ever meet, I think Kaylee would have a hard time trying to, trying to go toe-to-toe with her. But if for some reason Juliana Pena is able to get this belt, Juliana and yep. Kayla going back and forth would be insane. And then... And then if you want to go yep. crazy, if we're pulling out the WWE script, if if we're at the TKO table, uh then, <laughs> then <laughs> the if cyborg. Then if she wins I was gonna say no, first first yeah. Exactly. First <laughs> First Nunes comes back at one forty five and Kayla becomes double champ. Oh. Kayla becomes double champ oh. by beating Amanda Nunes and then she says, Man, that was hard. I didn't want to have to beat my teammate, but I did. But now, Cyborg, where are you at? You know what I mean? Let's where come do it here. And, and and then you bring in Cyborg and oh my god. I mean <laughs> I need I need I need Vince and the rock to sign off on that right now because I think that's I think that's the way Kayla becomes the double champ. She faces Cyborg. I mean, it just changes history all in the course of, like, two years.
1: Well, you know, I mean, like, it took a Ronda Rousey to get the the women's Bantamweight uh, coming in there. I mean, maybe Kayla's the one to get the women's lightweight division made. I mean, like, she could be a triple champ for all we know, dude. I mean, like... Uh Dana and them have always said, I mean, like, maybe, I mean, it's not like I know a ton of women that are fighting at that weight that could do it. But, I mean, I'm sure there's a lot of women that would love to be able to actually be closer to, like, a real weight and be able to put on some weight and go in there and, and, and throw some hands. Uh But, I mean, if they were ever going to open up a division at a higher weight class, she would be the one that they needed to do it, you know, just like they needed the, the, the Ronda to be the catalyst for that other one. I don't see it because I think... You know, if people are claiming for divisions, they probably want a sort of an intermediary division in the men's side because I think a lot of them have been asking for, what, 165, you know, different other 175, all these sort of, like, mid-divisions. But um, it would be interesting. But, yeah, I like the way you laid that out, though. I mean, like, because having Cyborg come back and then seeing that come in there, you know, as much as I was just saying, like, see you later, 45, I could totally (laughs) see them bringing that 45 back just to, to maybe give a double champ possibility. Um, But again, say she loses to Amanda. And then Amanda's like, well, this was fun. <laughs> Deuces. <laughs> what, was the,
0: what was the point of all that? <laughs> yeah.
1: What was the point of it all? What was the point of it? You know, then it, at that point, it just, you know, then it's uh, whatever. But it, like you said, it's TKO now. I mean, it's partnered up with the WWE, like, it's all about these these storylines these these quick hit storylines you, you never know but um, and then after she's she, a welcome addition. Uh, <laughs> I
0: was gonna say then, then after she meets cyborg then she starts calling out hey and by the way who's got the best judo of all time I'm not no bronze medalist where you at Ronda Rousey get back here we gotta have a judo match <laughs> we said, no that's not gonna happen that's not oh gonna happen.
1: boy now now it's I funny too far. I send you that did I send you that video the other day. Did you? I don't know if you ever responded. I found that old video on my cute, on my storage of a, a tour through Rhonda's old house in, like Venice, the absolute shithole house. Oh my god! Did yeah. you not see that? No, I
0: don't think I saw that.
1: Uh, I'll, I'll have to. You have to click through. I can't remember if I sent it to you on WhatsApp or if I sent it through Slack, but. Uh, I don't know. I was trying to figure out what it was like. Why we sent somebody there, but I want to say it would have been. It was had to be some of the USAT people because it was in the folder. It said like USAT SH only. Yeah, it was uh, that uh, man.
0: I I feel bad because I'm not remembering her name right now. It's like Jane O. Oh,
1: Sandy Hooper.
0: What was it, Sandy Hooper? Okay, I thought it was SH was
1: was, SH was probably Sandy Hooper. No, no, no. But there was was a a, uh, USAT.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: I I wonder if she was the photog that would have been. There was a guy that went with her. But I wonder if Sandy was the the videographer the shooter of it. Uh I wonder Might have that been. could be the SH only, who the that- SH is. But regardless, the house was an absolute hellhole. Back in the old, old footage of Rhonda, there were clips of it. There were clips that make it in there in the bed or whatever. It was an absolute shithole. And part of her reason in this video, she even talked about she's like, well, they're tearing the house down, so we just stopped caring at that point. But she did try to say it was like halfway like that way. When she moved in there, I mean, this place was an absolute dump. It was so fucking gnarly. Uh, But it's funny. I found the footage, and it was the. This was like uh, Rhonda before she was when she was just starting. I think with USC when like the whole promo hype train was going. I mean, when she was just becoming larger in life. But she lived in an absolute shithole. It was just funny. It's. It's that, funny. Yeah, because, Rhonda's not coming back. Rhonda has moved on from this game. Rhonda's yeah, a farmer now. <laughs> she
0: is not coming back. She's browsy acres out there. But you know, it's funny that you mentioned that I, I know 100%. that new MMA fans like probably d- despise Rhonda. They 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 put her down as to her, you know, her quality of how good she ever was or whatever. But man, that was a special time to be covering the sport, dude. Her rise to the top 100% was so was, uh, fun. was dude. incredible.
1: I remember being still like a UFC staffer. Some of the shoots that we would go shoot with her, like when we she went diving with the sharks, when we did this, like on top of the uh, stratosphere, doing the ride that shot her up. And then we're doing so many fun, like crazy things. I remember we did a bunch of truck interviews and like uh, other little stuff that we do, man. She, they put her through the, ran her through the mill. Of doing all these different events and stuff. She literally put the sport on her back. I mean, yep. I know a lot of people gave Connor credit, but before Connor came, it was Rhonda putting that shit on her back and just fucking really just made the masses um really become aware of this sport, you know. Like it was such a brutal, beautiful violence before. And then they saw Ronda, who was absolutely who was a beautiful and did beautiful violence, you know. It was just, it was what you can't take away what she did for the sport by any means however it looked towards the end and you know how she left sort of just unceremoniously and you know left a lot of people just sort of scratching their head like okay that's it you know and uh but uh what she did for the sport so yeah I mean like how incredible would something like a, a comeback be but yeah I think that's uh yeah,
0: not of it not happen we can't
1: we we gotta yeah as much as we like to say you know about anything is possible that one i'm pretty sure is not not ever gonna happen i think she's you know moved on from that and with good reason i mean she's got a she's got she's that (laughs) She's in a good place right now. She doesn't need to get fucking beat up on
0: anymore. <laughs> 100%. She paid her dues. She made her money. All right, listen. Uh, I won't go into like a deep breakdown of the press conference or anything, but I did want to get your quick uh, thoughts on today's press conference. We'll have a month to break down this card, uh, which is why I'm not going to go heavy into it today. But um, I-, I will say – uh, some of the face-offs were were good today, uh, man. Jesus Pinedo and Patricio Pitbull. You know, anytime Patricio Pitbulls in somebody's face is going to be a good face-off. I thought that was very very spirited, yeah. um, dude. Tiago Santos and Yo Romero is just like the weirdest fight ever that I think is going to be awesome. Uh, Clay Collard, Clay <laughs> Collard, and sponsored
1: H- by Ben Gay.
0: Oh, <laughs> just gonna. <laughs> I see what you did there. Uh, Clay Collard and AJ McKee, I love that fight on paper as well, and then and then yeah. one that that uh, was not there today to be faced off that I think is awesome as well is Gabriel Braga versus Aaron Pico. That's going to be banger as well. So I love this fight card, man. I really do love this fight card. I love that they're doing this. This is the this is the way to bring these promotions together. There's one thing though that did occur to me today that, I, that I'm kind of interested to get your thoughts on this, right? Because I love this card. Like I said, some spirited face-offs. There's some great fights. Uh, we'll talk about it in, at length as as it gets closer, but I, one thing that I think is going to be interesting for promotion wise is um, you always like a little a, a good rivalry, a good beef, a good little grudge match, whatever. Right? But when all these people are in two different promotions, like they've never crossed paths, so there's not real yeah. history. <laughs> so it may it makes it a little interesting, right? Like it's kind of like well, you're seeing them for the first time. What do you think? So I just wonder if that's going to be like kind of challenging. To promote or to create hype or to create buzz, because you don't have natural history of like, well, I got to get that one back, or I've never liked this guy because he's always been talking about me or whatever. Like they've been in other organizations, so I, I wonder if that's going to be a little bit of a challenge just to just to get people to buy in. I, I would think the card quality alone should be enough to get people to want to buy in, yeah. and, and I think there's some good matchups, but I don't know. It did occur to me today; it felt a little. It just you know you you always want somebody up there chirping at least a little bit and there just wasn't any of that really today.
1: Yeah, and I think maybe going forward, um, that that rivalry since it seems like this is going to be an annual thing. I know a lot of us sort of thought like, well, twenty twenty four we'll see a Bellator, and it seems like when you listen to Murray today, it's like okay, no, it sounds like, you know bellator is going to stick around you know like maybe you know it won't go away and they're and if they're going to make this a yearly thing you're going to need to have bellator people become bellator champs and then have the bellator champs fight the pfl champs this one in terms of like i didn't need to see so much of like the heat of like okay bader i I want you what do you know about this henna vada guy you know like besides the fact of boy when you talk about face-offs holy size difference bro that was ridiculous Hennen I felt bad huge. for Bader as soon as I saw that I was like oh my god like he is a hulk of a dude like it's scary bro it, I was like oh my god I feel bad for Bader.
0: before the finals or it was actually the playoffs it wasn't the finals uh it was I, I did a press conference with those guys I hosted like a media call or whatever and and Henan was sitting in a chair and was still taller than me, dude. Like that dude is just <laughs> huge, bro. I was standing up, and he was in a chair. And I looked over. I'm like, "How is your head still taller than mine, dude? You're <laughs> so
1: huge." It's unreal. So, like those, you know, like I think what's cool about this one, and which I think, you know, going forward, you know, you saw the Bellator guys sort of when they asked him, like, "Who's going to win?" You know, but you predict the like, you know, who's how many of. PFL guys are going to be Bellator guys. You could sort of start see the guys sort of, you know, like have that pride in the brand. Like, you know, us Bellator guys, we're going to, we're going to, we're going to show up. Right. It didn't matter so much. Like who was in fact on the opposite end. Like I didn't need to know your particular record. I just know you're not from us. Yeah. You know, it's, it's the WC versus strike force. You know, it's, it's the whole, like we're us against you, you know? So I didn't need to see so much like of just initial shit talking about, like me talking about your initial breakdown because just on the terms of, like, knowing which each individual champ is bringing on their own, like, looking at the card, like, it's absolutely, their studs. I mean, like, watching the guys go. You talked about uh, Pineda and uh, when Patricio got up Ooh. in each other. That's another big size difference, too. Yep. And Jesus is a beast, man. Uh, as much as Pitbull is a dog, dude, I'm leaning uh, Jesus on that one. Because uh, that dude is a beast, man. Great, man. And I think I think if a lot of people probably are gonna lean on the side of thinking that Bellator has the potential to do a sweep, I don't know. I don't know about that because well, one, uh, Fedez he's gonna he's gonna as I I love Bader, Bader's gonna have a bad night that night (sighs) just in sheer terms of like the size difference, like. Even if he tries to go for a takedown, it's got pretty good takedown defense and he's just going to just gonna land on him. Yeah, All he has to do is just jump on him. The dude looks like he's like 500 pounds. It's unreal that they actually are going to be close in weight. It's just ridiculous. Um, I think that's definitely going to be one that's going to be on the side of PFL. I think the Jesus is going to be another one, the PFL. Uh, Impa's got a tough, tall order. That's a hell of a matchup. I mean – Dude is, a he just oh. won the light heavyweight, and he's like, oh, I'm going to go down the middleweight, you know, but he's fighting one of the best middleweights in the world, you know, like, so, that's going to be crazy, the Nemkov fight is crazy, getting the seat we finally got to see the opponent that's going to be there for Clarissa Shields, and I like yep. the things that she's saying, she's still got a long way to go, but I mean, like, this card is fantastic, it's, you know, and people were, as much as people are trying to joke about, you know, like uh, the, the UFC not wanting to follow up that card, there's got to be some reason in that as well. Because you start to look at the card now that's been migrated to the Apex, and it's a little thin. And right. it's, You know, people look at that one compared to like this PFL Bellator card. This is probably one of the best cards MMA-wise that's been put together uh It'll probably be one of the best ones of this year, and it's probably you know if you compare it to last year, it might be the best card that even out of last year. Like this card is absolutely fantastic, top to bottom. If you if you
0: if you if you just put the letters UFC on this card, nobody would complain about it. You know what I mean? Like you, the the level of talent that's on here. You know what I'm saying? If you were like, "Hey, this is a UFC event," nobody would be like, "This is not a UFC event." Like, dude, this is high level. Let let me let me ask you, this is crazy because I had this thought today too. Would it be crazy or would it be cheesy or anything like this? Or or would it help, I wonder? Like if maybe there was some kind of bonus involved for all the Bellator guys or all the PFL guys – Depending on who wins the series, like whether it be a cash bonus or like a sponsor prize, or you know what I mean, so that they're like kind of like it, like so it really does feel like Bellator versus PFL, and they're kind of cheering for each other and they're pulling for their own and they're talking. I don't know. I don't know. Do you think that would help at all, or or is that just like, well, now what is this the IFL or what are we doing here? You know?
1: Yeah. No, I like it. I mean, because you know, and even then, like money. Of course, they're going to be happy with cash. It's funny because if even if you try to do like a a trophy isn't enough because right. like a trophy or plaque, it's not like, like who's going to take the trophy home. Yep. And then it's like, where do we put it? But I mean, if you work out a sponsorship deal, like say the winners get a bunch of Lambos yeah. or like, you Rolex know, it's a Saudi thing. Like, especially like, oh. if this happens in, yeah, or Rolex. I mean, they easily could be leaving with a hundred thousand dollar cars or something. Yep. And then at that point it's like, okay, you want to see some guys really go out there because I'm going to get my pay. But then if I'm going to get a bonus, and if it's a sponsor deal, it's not like, hey, PFL, you're not opening up your wallet. You find the right sponsorship deal. Yep. Hello, Saudi or whoever. Um, and just throw this mad money around like easily. I, I guarantee if there was something like that for an extra incentive, um, if you want to see these guys, make sure. And maybe it's a finish bonus. Yeah. You know, maybe it's like get your win, but it's a fin- as a finish, you get in the pool for a finish bonus. Maybe the best fighter, maybe they can only get one Lambo. The, the performance of the night out of the the winners gets it. But, I mean, I, I guarantee if you put enough money and enough sponsorship, they could get make some sort of thing. But monetary or something, I think, would definitely add a little extra flavor because this is such a unique thing. I think every time we see something where it's like there's a title on the line or if there's some extra little something, even the casuals can understand that, oh, this must mean something. And yep. you start saying, oh, hey, yeah, the winner of this, besides getting that million-dollar check at the end of the the season – they're going to get a Lambo or they're going to Rolex or they're going to get something that's worth $50,000 or blah, 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 blah. blah. Um, People then start saying like, oh shit, I'm going to watch it because I'm going to see who wins this or who uh, does whatever, you know? But if you want to have some extra incentive for fighters to go out there and give you what you want. um, Like, so say if it's a a performance bonus or a finish bonus, not just the win, uh, but maybe, you know, because I think we would like to see team, a team, Environment between like the Bellator guys and the PFL guys, but at the end of the day, it's, an, it's such an individual sport. How do you then now all of a sudden try to foster a team thing? But right. if you wanted to, some sort of monetary incentive would certainly be a step in the right to sit, in the right direction to make that happen. I even I would dude, think
0: I even thought if you think about it, I mean Saudi Arabia, why are they sponsoring this? Because they want to show the world that they're a place to go. Like even if you said all the winners get like a first-class VIP vacation for their family to Saudi Arabia. And then, like, dude, you fly them, like, once they win. And then once you win, you turn that into a promotional material. Like, they bring out their family. and You fly them, like, in that first class. Like, you know those airlines that got, like, the apartments in the front. You know what I mean? And then you bring them out, and they're like – in a palace yeah. and you know what i mean like you know the kind of money they have and you just make it insane like anyway just just throw
1: that out there just throw that out there and they already own that they probably already own all that stuff that, oh, 100%. that's hundred no the cost it's just like okay you know just just sign them up
0: yeah 100%. I like that. that's
1: actually that's saying that sounds even more plausible <laughs> you see what i'm saying
0: i'm just saying and all right
1: and that's what and that's where some money too so yeah there you go There you go. All right, PFL, you're welcome for that idea. You can credit the MMA Roadshow for that. MMA
0: Roadshow, we got your back. All right, like I said, we'll talk about that car. We got a couple (laughs) weeks there. Put us on the banner.
1: Put us on the banner.
0: Put us on the banner like they did it out at MMA Bushido.
1: It was looking good on the banner. I'm just that, saying that, that logo shit, That was shit looked good. good on the banner. I had, I, I was, I'm, I'm a little biased, but I thought it was the best-looking logo up on there. I was like, I like seeing that shit. It was like ran right through the middle. I was like, oh.
0: Sharp. Shout out to Gokon for making that happen. Uh, I appreciate it. it was uh, He's a good partner to yeah, have, a dope. good friend as well. So, yeah, it was cool to see that. All right. Listen, uh, all right. I got to run. We got some work to do. I know you do as well. So, uh yeah i'll be back in town next week i think i don't know we'll, we'll figure it out my schedule's crazy right now so <laughs> hof- hopefully i'll see you maybe I won't. you know
1: there's that, there's a ufc event as well i don't know if you if you know there's that there's that ufc event as well you know I'm, oh you used yeah, to yeah. cover it you know? i will i will yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. i will i will be there for that so i'll be there for i think media day i think i'm still figuring it out uh by the way friday uh saturday night i should say if you got nothing going on if you're looking for some combat sports we do have CFFC Muay Thai launching this weekend on Saturday night, so watch it on OnlyFans. Uh, check us out doing Muay Thai for the very first time. If you're oh, in Philadelphia, shit. you're gonna
1: start wearing OnlyFans gear now. You're gonna start pimping your OnlyFans page now.
0: I mean, you know, we got we got bills to pay. You know what I'm saying? Like, we, we gotta figure out yeah. what to do.
1: Show me them nipples, son. Show me them <laughs> nipples.
0: <laughs> okay, we've clearly lost the plot here. There's no other thing to say at this point. But thanks for listening.